0: If you have your Bibles, you can turn over to the book of Genesis, the fourth chapter. This sermon was given to me about a month ago, and I've been working on it for, you know, off and on throughout the month. And what do you see right there? Anybody, just speak up. What do you see? There's no wrong answer. It's something that we all deal with. Anger. Anger. That's anger. That's a picture of someone that's totally angry. And the anger has taken over them so much, it's, it's inside them that it starts coming out. Has anyone ever been there? Where it just comes out and, and you know, and I, we talked a lot about a year ago about forgiving people and holding grudges and everything. And anger is one of those things that it stems off of. Anger is probably happens first. It, it, it's, it's something that you can't let go of. And you know what I'm talking about. You know something you, you know... Somebody did something wrong against you, and you started thinking about it, and you just can't let it go. And you get angrier and angrier and angrier and, and until it just, it, 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 you know, there's people probably, you know, that hold on to anger ever since they've been a little child. Something that their mama done, something that their daddy done, something that their their uh, sibling done to them, something that a good friend done to them, something that a relationship done to them. I mean, there's all kinds of things that produce anger. Next slide, please. And, and when we're going to get into this. I'm just going to kind of paint a picture. So we look at here, we all realize that we're living in an angry world. I mean, we are living in a very angry world, especially in the United States. We are torn right down the middle. We have one side over here and one side over here. And, and, and it makes people angry if you're on this side, you're angry at the right side. If you're on the right side, you're angry at the left side. And it's just a nation full of anger. Everybody is cutting everybody off for their views and whatever. I hope today that you realize that you're not of this world. I hope you realize that your thinking cannot be the thinking of the world. Once you said, I do to Christ. Once you said, I want to be uh, one of your followers, that your whole thinking is challenged. Every way that you, every, uh, uh, any way you look at something, it always has to be through the eyes of Christ. And that's hard to do because we're not like the world. I mean, you know, think about it. So we're living in an angry world. And how do we live in this angry world as a Christian? We agree that it is an angry world. The truth, if you go back in history, anger has always existed. It has existed since the fall. And so, let's go to the next slide, please. And here's some things that I just threw up here. I don't know if you can see it. Managing your anger. What's behind it? And there's a whole host of things. Sadness, fear, frustration, guilt, disappointment, worry, embarrassment, jealousy, hurt, anxiety, shame. Has anyone ever felt any of those? And there's all kinds of things that can make us angry. Angry. And, and I know a little bit about Anger, and I know a little about holding on the grudges, and I'm sure you do. The longer you live, you realize what it can do to you. I mean, I have seen people, I remember these two gentlemen uh, in the area that I used to pastor, they were brothers, and there was a little corner land, and I'm lying not to you about like this right here, just this corner, and they, 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 they got in a fight over the fence line, now they're brothers. And they didn't talk for 40 years, and one of them died. And one of them died over a piece. Of nothing of nothing that's what anger does it and, and every time that they thought about it, they'd well up inside of them and they would they would get mad they would just they would it just well up I, I can tell you one time when we were building the church at branch that there was we got a survey done on our land now this church has been there I don't know for a long time I forget when it got started it's way back there uh, uh, in the early 1900s and uh, we got the survey and and, and on one side, if you're looking at the church, on one side, there was a, uh, you know, just some cross ties, and that's where we parked. Well, our survey said that we own like 15 feet on the other side of those uh, 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 cross ties. And, and a couple of our deacons said, you know, we need to go tell that guy that we, we, that's our land. I said, no, we don't. I said, y'all thought this was your land for I don't know how many years. Why would you want to go make him upset? I said, i tell you what we need to do. We need to get a survey so we really know where the land's at. And it was actually a little bit more than that. It became a little bit more. But he lived there all his life. That was his land. The church was just happy with the land what they thought they had. And, 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 and deacons actually got a little upset at me and was, was saying, no, we want to get that land. No, we don't want to get that land. i tell you what we need to do. I suggest we deed it to him. And, oh, they just was like, I, I can't believe that. Why would you do that? I said, it's the right thing to do. And there was, one of them got really kind of bothered by it, you know, and, and, and he got bothered by it, and it was just eating him. And I could tell for a couple of weeks he didn't—he wouldn't even hardly talk to me. And I knew he got a little upset about it. But it's just a piece of land that he never knew he had. I pray that if you ever find out you got land, don't make a big deal out of it because you never knew you had it before you found out. And so why make a big deal out of it? And so I went over after we got the survey. And, and I knew the guy was upset that we were surveying because they put markers down the side of that land. And I walked over and I said, well, you, you see the survey. And I could just see him getting mad. I said, just hold on. I said, here you go. We had a lawyer draw up the deed. This is your land. This is your side. We're not going to bother that. We're happy. He wrote a $5,000 check out to our building fund that day. You see what I'm saying? But people would hold on to that. Those people that fought about that land, that's what anger does. There's so many things behind anger. Somebody has hurt you, and maybe you're holding on to something that makes you angry every time you think about it. And and it it destroys you because we're going to see what it can do. Next slide, please. So anger, it's a strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure, or hostility. Has anyone ever experienced it? Come on. Has anyone ever experienced it? Oh, yeah. I mean, to where you just, you, your mind just, I mean, it just, you can get mad about something. Yes, sir, brother, I'm with you. I mean, if you think about something too long, it'll just get you. And before you know it, just starts bubbling. It just starts bubbling. And, 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 and you know, the problem is when it bubbles inside of you, what happens? It has to come out. It has to come out. And sometimes when it comes out, it's not a good thing, right? I mean, you know, some people say, well, it stood out because it makes me feel so better. Really? I can tell you every time I, I, I lose my temper at someone, I feel like a jerk. It, it, it robs me of my confidence, and we're going to see that here in a moment. It, it, it robs me. It, it takes something away from me, and I don't feel good. It, do, it don't make me feel good to yell at someone. It don't, it, it don't make me feel good to talk about some, uh, someone, about something that may be going on negative. It just it don't, it don't do me any good. A, and so I hope that you understand where I'm going today. Next slide. You may not be able to see this so we know that god gets angry because god has feelings god has these emotions if you will but they're godly emotions they're 100 pure i can't explain them because god's anger is not like our anger god's jealousy is not like our jealousy because our jealousy and our anger becomes you know more about you know us god is a just god here in psalm 7:11, god is a just judge and god's angry with the wicked every day Wow Wow God's angry with the wicked every day so we understand that sins against God and sin makes God angry but how God deals with that is is how we need to learn to deal with the anger that we face not only the anger that we have inside but the anger that we have towards other, pe- uh, the other people may have towards us. Because, I mean, ha- has anyone ever had somebody that's just mad at you and you don't even know what they're mad at you for? They get around you and they just get angry at you and you can tell it and you're like, man, what did I do wrong to that person? And, and how we respond, how we respond. You know, we got to respond the way God wants us to respond. Now, Ephesians 4, 26, I'm just painting a picture here before we get in the Scripture. Be angry and do not sin so we can get angry. And, 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 but, but, but you know, we should be getting angry at things that matter. I'm not too much angry at a Republican or a Democrat. I'm not going to waste my time. And if you're wasting your time, I'm here to tell you you're not going to change that view. You're not going to change that way of thinking. It's always been there. You know, it's time that the church rises up and gets angry with the enemy. It's time that the church rises up and gets angry with with, uh, the the drugs that are, are destroying our young people and our older people, with the alcohol that's destroying our young people and our older people, with people holding on to grudges, with those inner battles it's facing on, with Cancer, grabbing a hold of our loved ones. It's time that we get angry at the enemy and say, whoa, stop, wait a minute. And look at things through the eyes of God. Through the eyes of God. So we see, be angry, sin not. Do not let the sun go down your wrath. Nor give place to the devil. With your anger, because you're going to get angry. And I'm here to tell you, I do not believe it's wrong to get angry. The Bible says, be angry and do not sin. Do not sin. Paul would not have wrote that to the church of Ephesus if he did not know that we weren't going to get angry. But that one verse of scripture that you want to underline in your Bible is nor give place to the devil. Nor give place to the devil. Next slide. All right, here we go. Now we're going to get into the word a little bit, and we're going to be in Genesis the fourth chapter. How many is with me so far? Come on, give me amen. How many is with me? All right, there we go. So Genesis 4, 1 through 5. We know the story, but there's just some marvelous truths that that you can pull from this passage that will help you out. And and, and so it says right here, now Adam knew Eve, his wife, this is verse 1, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I'm acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again this time his brother, Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. In the process of the time it came to pass that king brought an offering of the fruit of the ground of the Lord. So if I'm studying the word of God, I look at that. So Cain and Abel were willing to bring uh, offerings to the Lord. So it tells me that that, that, uh, Adam and Eve had trained them in God's ways. It it, it tells me that they knew something about uh, bringing offerings. And and, and so, so it was instilled in them. We don't have the whole picture. You can ask God about that when you get to heaven. But we do know something was instilled in them that they bring an offering, an offering. And Abel, uh, and Abel uh, brought his firstborn of his flock and their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And, he, and here's what we're talking about. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. What's your countenance? Your countenance is the way that you appear to people. Have you ever been around someone and you can just see the joy of the Lord all over them? You get around them and you love being around them because the Lord just pops up around them. They're just pleasant. They're always just, it seems like they had the mind of God. They're about the Father's business. I mean, there's something about them. On the other hand, have you ever been around, and I'm talking to the church now, I'm talking to believers. Have you ever been around a Christian that don't have no joy? That almost sounds like a contradiction, doesn't it? I mean, really, don't it? I mean, it sounds like if you're a Christian and all that you know about being you know, being a Christian, that, that you are a child of God, that you've been a brand new creation. Here we are in 2022. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. You think you would have the joy. But let me tell you what anger does. Angry, your anger will cause your countenance to fall. When your countenance falls, everyone knows it. Everyone knows it we're not pleasant to be around we're not we're not the people that God that God's called us to be and and actually we may become that person that people try to shy away from try to shy away from so so he was very angry. I, I love how, and this is how the New King James Version, I love how they add, what very, not just angry, but he was very angry, and his countenance fell. So what happened is, he seen the offering, God accepted one, didn't accept the other, and then he began to stew over, you know, and then the more he thought about it, you know, he just started getting mad. All of a sudden, you can start seeing smoke come out of his ears, you know? I mean, he's just, he just more he thinks about, the madder he gets. How come, is my offering not good enough? What? Why is it, yeah, but, His offering wasn't done in faith. And and the reason why I know that, you can go to the Hall of Fame chapter in Hebrews and you can see that. You know, his offering wasn't done in faith, first of all, and that's the main reason why God didn't accept it. And and so we see this. So who was he mad at? He was mad at God. He was mad at God. And and, and so so next slide, we we see it. You know, uh, uh, who was Cain mad at? How did it affect him? Cain was mad at God, at God. Now, I, I, I want to say this, and I say this, you know, uh, uh, very cautiously. It's okay to get mad at God, but I wouldn't stay mad at God. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's okay to get mad at God because God can handle it. I mean, there's some things that upset us and we get to think about it and maybe we poured our heart out into something. We poured our soul out into something and, and, and it kind of backfired on us and we kind of get angry and we, and we start asking God, why? And so really our anger is towards God because we didn't get blessed, you see. It's like my work wasn't accepted. Why? Why? Why, God? And God can handle that. Matter of fact, you're going to see as we continue to go on with this that he could handle... Cain's anger but Cain couldn't handle his anger there's a difference there there's a difference there so he became very angry lost his countenance next slide so uh, let's go and let's look at this so let me get over here where I can all right so Genesis 4 6 so the Lord said to Cain now watch this why are you angry so I want to tell you when you're angry Christian you're a child of God when you're angry, God knows when you're angry. I find comf- I have comfort in that, that he knows, because if God knows I'm angry, God is going to minister to me, and he's going to, to, to uh, talk to me and help me, show me in the scripture, give me things to help my anger. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Have you ever asked yourself, why are you angry? Why are you angry? And why is your countenance?" fallen see the lord's seen it he knew why has your countenance fallen well to you to lose that joy to lose that presence of god to to another way to put it to grieve the holy spirit to grieve the holy spirit is a hard thing he says if you do well will you not be accepted see there was a lesson there he had a chance to, 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 to turn from that, and you're going to see, we're going to see some nuggets as we go on. To turn from that, if you do well. I guess in church, the, I guess the best thing I can tell you, there's a lot of people that pour their soul out in the church. A lot of people. There's, there, you, you're just simply going to have some people that are going to work in the church, and you're going to have some that's not. Don't know it. It's a mystery to me, but it's just a fact. It's a fact. Uh, there's some that's going to pour their soul out and give everything they have to the church, and there's some that's not. If you're that person that pours your soul out, I'm talking to myself right now. If you're that person that pours your soul out, and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm pouring my soul out because I don't want to be overconfident, but I'm saying you feel like you're giving it your all and you're working and you see other people don't and you start questioning that, be careful because anger is going to set in. Anger is going to set in. You're going to say, you know, what's the use? You know, I'm the only one here. I'm doing this. I mean, you know, what, where, where's everybody else at? And you've got to realize if you do well, you're doing it unto God. Woo! You're doing it unto God. How many loves working for the Lord? Amen. Oh, if you love working for the Lord, give him a hand. Yes, amen. So so you've got to look at that. And, and he says, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And, and i tell you what, I want to be accepted by God. By God. Not by man. And and, and, and this is God talking to Cain. This is God. He's saying, you'll be ac- accepted by me. You know, if if, if you do well. So, so. Whatever you're going through in life, whatever you're doing, make sure that you're doing it unto the Lord. Now, here's the other other side of it. If you do not do well, sin lies at the door. Now, God already knew that his anger was at a boiling point. God could already see. Now, God sees the start and the end he is alpha and omega the beginning and the end what's remarkable about that statement to me that god can see all that he's alpha and omega he's the beginning and the end is that through that beginning and that end he knows where what we're going to do he knows our downfalls he knows everything about us and he still chooses to minister to us he still chooses to love us, to, to love us. And, and, and so, if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. Watch this. So, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You get angry. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, you just get angry, and finally, you know, it's bull in there, and you hadn't handled it rightly. Or you thought you handled it, and, and you know, that you, you see that person that, that you hadn't seen in maybe five years. And that anger just picks right. See, you didn't deal with it. See, you didn't deal with it. It still has control over you. you. You hadn't looked at it through the eyes of God. Sin lies at the door. Sin lies at the door. It all started with anger. Anger towards God that he did not, that, that it appeared that my offering wasn't good, but his offering wasn't done in the right heart. And listen to what it says. And it desires. It desire. and, it, and its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. If you have your Bibles, you might want to r- do what I did just right there. But you should rule over it. As I said, it is time for the church to not get involved in worldly thinking. Where is the church at today? I do not want to hear Christians talking about Republicans and talking about Democrats. I really don't. If you think you can change the world, go right ahead and do that. I want to hear a Christian talking about God. I want to hear a Christian saying, you know what? I'm tired of the enemy. He's in our land right now, and he's dividing us. I'm praying right now. I'm going to pray for revival across our land. I'm going to pray for ministers to stand up and to preach the gospel. I'm not going to get angry like the world gets angry. I'm going to have a righteous anger, and I'm going to use... Use that anger by praying that God pours out his spirit on this land. See, that, that is how we should respond. That is how we should respond, not get caught up in the coffee shop talk. I've never heard many things accomplished at the coffee shop talk. Never have. Never have. I mean, I remember one time I was down at my uh, 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 grandma's uh, uh, funeral in, in, in Georgia, and my grandpa, uh, it was like three days after, and I stayed there for about a week, and and my, my grandfather, he was like 85, 84, I don't even remember how old, but I remember we went to the coffee shop and he I and mean, these guys, they get around this coffee shop table and they talk every day about politics. Oh, oh, oh. And I, and I was sitting there and they got to talking and, and, and I, I never will forget it. Someone said something to my grandfather. Now, these all are men in their 80s. Uh, you know, 70s or 80s, and, and, and I see my grandfather rear up his fist, and like, I was like, oh, my goodness, uh, it's went too far. It's went too far. I remember I went home, and my mom, at my grandfather's house, my mom was there, and she said, you know, how'd it go this morning? I said, man, grandfather, he reared up his fist. I thought he was going to hit somebody. Over politics. Our anger. I don't know about you, but I look at our nation, and 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 I'm angry at the way our nation's going. It's it's a godly anger. I'm I'm tired of seeing all that I'm seeing I'm tired of seeing the division I'm tired of seeing all the hurt and the heartache I'm tired of seeing the devil at work and, and, and I so I want to be angry and I don't and I want to sin not so so I, I want to say God what can I do I want to go about about the father's business I want to spread love I want to spread forgiveness I want to spread the things that God wants us to spread I don't want my anger to turn into a worldly anger why because it desires it desire is for you But you should rule over it. Do you see that? You can rule over your anger. You can rule over your anger. In other words, you can control your ungodly anger. Your ungodly anger. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. But that anger, look what it's robbed you from. Look look how many times you've gotten mad in your life. How many times I've gotten mad in my life. Look what worldly anger does. It, It destroys us. It destroys us. So you think about it. Next, next slide. Cain reacts in worldly anger. This is what it does. Verse 8. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother. Now I don't know what they talked about. Uh, 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 I can only speculate what they talked about. Uh, and it came to pass. When they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, And he killed him. The first murder in the Bible, right there it is. And and, and Cain kills his brother. His anger had become completely out of control. Completely out of control. I am confident when I think about anger that it does Get us out of control. I am confident that when people look at their life and you're trying to to win over a habit, a bad habit, that you become angry at yourself, yourself, because you seem like you can't conquer it. And if you give way to that anger, the only thing that can please that anger is your next fix, whatever that fix may be. Either yelling at somebody, whatever he killed his brother something that is so precious life not only did he kill his brother his anger I said was against God he killed God's creation he killed God's creation and we're not supposed to be about healing God's creation You say, what do you mean, pastor? I mean, when you're out there and you get mad, if you're in that line and you get mad and you show yourself, or if you get mad at at someone that's serving you at a restaurant and you lose your uh, temper and that person sees you and you missed a mark, you did not share the gospel. If something happened at your job and you blew up and just showed your tail, you are killing God's creation because you're not offering them eternal life. You're not showing them the life of Christ. We're missing our opportunity when we do that, when we do that. And I I can tell you, I thank God. You know, I'm not telling you. I'm telling you right now, at my age, my temper's a whole lot better than it was years ago, years ago. I did not say I conquered it. I don't think anybody has ever lost their temper. I still have mine. I hadn't lost it. I don't know about you. I, I still have mine. I mean, it is, it is there. And I catch myself. And, and, and one thing that I do that helps me out, because there's things, if I get to thinking about it, I'm the begin to question in my mind, why, 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 why? And you see, I'm giving place to the devil if I'm not careful. And I need to realize that I have rule over that, that I have power over that. Why? Because the Bible says I have power over that. And that I need to take those faults and put them uh, uh, you know, under the feet of God. And, and so, if I begin to do that, I notice that my whys get stronger and stronger and stronger. And it's not until I get on my knees. It's not until I get in my study place. It's not until I get in my quiet place. And, and so, what, I, what I've learned to do is, is not to react. Whew, that's hard, eh? Not to react. And, and believe me, there's a lot of things you can react to. And not to react. But to say, God, give me your mind. God, help me in this. I don't want to give place to the devil. I don't want to destroy your creation. I mean, he killed his brother. I'm telling you, when you kill someone spiritually, it's just as much as a death as killing someone physically. Hello? When you kill someone spiritually, it's just as like you've killed them physically. Oh, ouch. I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be that way. I want to do everything within me to have the mind of God. Oh, God, help me to be slow to speak and swift to listen. Oh, God, help me to have that compassionate heart. Oh, God, help me. I feel this anger starting to bubble. Help me to see clearly right now. God already told him if he'd have done well, he would have been accepted. We'd already read that. Everything would have been good if you'd just done well. It's like, you know what? You'll have an offering, another offering that I will accept, is what God's saying. If you do well, you'll be accepted. You, you'll have something in your life that, that I'll accept. Accept, I should say. Now, God already knew what had happened, and God already knew what. Cain was going to do. That blows my mind. Verse 9. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? Now God knew where he was at. He said this right here. And I don't have it underlined, but you should circle this. I do not know. Am Am I my brother's keeper? How we react Of our anger am I my my, my brother's keeper yes you are you're your brothers you're your sister's keeper you see when you come to Christ it's no longer about you You, as long as you make it about you you're gonna have anger You, you can go back up a few slides and you're gonna have all those things that produce anger as long as you begin to think about self, you're going, to, you're going to, 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 to deal with anger because it's going to well up in you because you're not getting your way. How many times have I seen people leave the church or get mad because they don't simply get their way? It's not about my way. It's about his way. Can somebody say amen? Amen. And I see it happening over and over again. Brother Gary, God bless him, I love him, I tell you, I told him when he started the second part of this building phase, I said, let me tell you something, brother. I'm telling you, you're going to get hit from every side. You cannot get mad. Just say you're doing it unto the Lord. Because people will say dumb things. People, even leaders, will make mistakes. They just do it. We, we're, 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 just, we're, not, we're not all together all the time, you know that. And, and you've just got to have so much compassion and love inside of you that you say, I'm doing it for the king. I'm doing it for the king. Once you say, I do, when it comes to Christ, once you say, I do, in this church body, and you say, I want to be a part of it, and I want to work, like I said, make sure you're doing it unto the Lord, because if you're doing it unto the Lord, you'll be able to control that anger. If you do it unto the Lord, when things happen, you'll be able to control it, and I'm talking about it inside the church, because if you can't control it inside the church, you really aren't going to control it outside the church, right? Right? I mean, if you're not okay inside the church where it's all your brothers and sisters, you're not going to be. If if you're one of those persons that tell me today that there are people in the world that love me more than people in the church, I'm going to tell you that's a lie from the pits of hell. It can't happen. It would be a contradiction to God's word. They do not know God, and if they're not living for God, yet they're not going to be able to help you and give you support the way you need. You're holding on to a worldly concept. And the whole battle that you'll have all your life is spiritual and worldly. Spiritual and worldly. And it's how we react spiritually. Spiritually, it's if we're going in Christ. I don't want someone to agree with me. I don't want someone to just take my side every time. I'm okay when someone says, look, I don't think we ought to do this or that. Okay, all right, I'm okay. I can tell you at work it. Hey, my guys that at work, you know, I got some heavy hitters at work, and I mean, they're strong, top-A personality guys. And they say, do you ever get mad? And I just learned it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. I can get my point across without being mad. I can still be a leader without being mad. I don't want to be that person. He said, I do not know. Am I my, am I my brother's keeper? Am I my brother? Oh, I don't want my anger. I don't want all of my feelings and my emotions to rob somebody else. I've often thought about this. I don't know about you. You know, all of us come in contact with people throughout the week, right? Or throughout the month. I've often wondered, did I ever miss an opportunity? Was I so tired that I didn't say hi to someone? Was I so busy at a fast pace that I didn't give someone attention that needed attention? Because I am my brother and my sister's keeper. They need someone, you see, to tell them about the Lord. They need someone to love them. They need someone to, they need to see Christ in us, God's people. They don't need to see any other thing that doesn't represent Christ. So in 2022, 21's gone. 22, I mean, I hope you have a vision. I wrote down my vision yesterday in my journal. I wrote down my vision for 2022. I hope you wrote yours down for 2022. In 2022, I do not want to take life. I want to give life. I don't want to destroy life. I want to help life. I am my brother and my sister's keeper. I do not want my anger to lead me and guide me. I want the Spirit of God to lead me and guide me. Can you say amen? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Come on, group, you can come up. Amen. I am convinced as I was working on this sermon, my life, your life, that there are certain things that we are holding on to that that causes us to be angry. We think we have a master until it comes up again. Anger destroys life. Your life, other people's life. I want you to deal with that. I want you to go into 2022 and whatever you're holding on that makes you angry. I want you to say, I'm not going to give place to the devil. I'm not going to give place any longer to him. I am going to stand for what's right. I'm going to stand for what's true. I'm going to go to the scriptures and I am going to represent Jesus. Jesus. So I simply say to you this morning, if you're here and you want to pray about, we've got plenty of time. Won't you come and find a place to pray? If there nobody comes, we'll worship the Lord together, but won't you come?